We know that building and running a company is hard work and that its success requires great leadership. Because we believe people can achieve incredible things, we want to shine a light on those people who are improving their organizations. Join us as Core Talent's Laura King invites presidents, CEOs, and executives to share their stories on how they have transformed their business and implemented unique strategies to ensure its success. Welcome to Core Talent Connects. Here's your host, Laura King. Welcome to Core Talent Connects. We are so excited to be talking to Casey Hatsung today. So just a little bit of bio on where Casey has been. She is the co-founder and principal of Fusion Hill, and she leads the creative and strategy teams at Fusion Hill while integrating with the firm's research discipline. As a leading designer herself, Casey pairs her creative and her analytical abilities to create stellar business-driven outcomes. Casey's industry experience includes healthcare, financial services, and you can see many of her creative come to life for leading brands like United Health Group, Wells Fargo, and Boston Scientific. Casey earned her BFA from Art Center College of Design in California. She was named a 2016 Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal's Women in Business honoree for her acumen and community involvement, and was awarded NABO's Minnesota, NABO Minnesota's top honor of Women Business Owner of the Year in 2018. Casey's favorite accolade, however, is the 100 Best Companies to Work For, which Fusion Hill has won three years in a row based on employee votes. Wow. In addition to all that, she is um, also spending her time with NABO, with the Brand Lab, International Spanish Language Academy, Wooddale Church, and Freesight Global. We, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's back it up and say, okay, first of all, that's a lot of things, Casey. <laughs> How did you, just to give our listeners a vantage point, you were at Yamamoto Mas for what? Nine years. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you are starting an agency. How did that? <laughs> how did that come to be? Well, you describe it well. It was out of the blue. Um, I had started there right after college. So my parents. I'll back up just a little bit. My parents um, started a product design firm when I was two years old. So I've always grown up in kind of design community. Um, on, obviously, that kind of entre- entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so I would say I have the the business of design kind of in my blood. Um, however, I never thought of starting my own thing. So I was at Yamamoto Mas, rose really quickly through their ranks, and at age 28 was promoted to VP of Creative. I had a team of 50 people. Um, talk about discomfort, um, but learning a lot. Just um, loved loved being there. And really thought that um, I would be helping the succession plan of those two owners. Um, lo and behold, did not um, did not anticipate it. But um, through the course of a project that we worked on, we had a consultant who was working with an investor group approach um, myself, and unbeknownst to me, 
a couple of other people about starting a new agency. Um, so that's kind of crazy. Like it's not every day you get a knock on your door and um, to start a new agency. And I, I, was, I was pretty skeptical because there are so many great agencies in Minneapolis. Like why start another one? Um, and I was also six months pregnant, um, fairly new in my role, a couple of years into my role, really happy there. Um, and so I kept saying no. Um, and they did get to me. Um, so we, I started to look at a business plan, um, found out that my, one of my colleagues had also, was also entertaining the idea, which really changed the dynamics. So Carrie Sarnaski was VP of account services at the time. She and I were working really closely integrating um, a newer research capability to the firm. Um, but it was a challenge for us because uh, Yamamoto Moss was really known as a design firm and had been such for 20 years. And so it was hard to kind of shift the mentality. Um, so we, we felt like, wow, this would be an amazing opportunity to start something totally new, ground up and have it equally, um, the disciplines on equal footings between research and creative and really make integration the core. So that's, that's where Fusion Hill was born. That's what the, you know, the name means. And we didn't see in the marketplace anyone doing this, um, which is kind of astounding. So when you're in marketing and you're trying to solve a business problem, having insights is really critical. And then being able to draw them all the way through to your creative and your messaging without any telephone game, you've got the same group going through um, same team. That was we were really excited about that. So, um, and this was more of your idea than your investors. Yes, idea. yeah. The investors had um, they wanted us to have three principles, kind of more of a account management uh, standard model. Um, and so we took their idea and ran with it. <laughs> found our own investment money, um, which turned out to be for us a lot better deal. Um, obviously, the investor group was looking to make money out of it. Um, so we thought, well, why go from um, being an employee to, again, being an employee? So we, we branched out on our own, and that was 2004. Uh, we started January 2004, um, and my son Ethan was born February of 2004. Kind of a crazy start. After your first or second child was born? The, uh, he was my first. Oh, wow. So first business, first baby. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about diving into the unknown in various areas of your life. I mean, one of the things that you shared with me is that over the course of 16 years, you've pretty much doubled yeah. in revenue and yeah. employees almost every five years. And that's a that's an amazing. In this industry, when we're seeing a lot, you know, a lot of decline. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I think um, the model is different for mm -hmm. us. Uh, we also have a really efficient model. We, uh, we, unlike most uh, service businesses and certainly agency, we don't have an account management model. Okay. So clients are working directly with our designers or our researchers. So we're highly efficient. Um, yeah, we, we hit a million dollars our first year and we just keep expanding. It's been very well received. So one of the, uh, the other pieces that, that we talked about, um, you know, is really the, the people side of the business. And I know you've got some stories to tell about, 
you know, how you've even throughout the years changed your leadership uh, team and your structure. So how has that had a profound effect on not just your business, but your own, your own life? Absolutely. We absolutely couldn't do this without amazing people. And I think Carrie and I have always known it's best to hire people smarter than you, uh, to hire experts. That was one thing about having an investment group who kind of launched us. We didn't have to worry about IT and billing. Those were services that we paid for, you know, and we're willing to, uh, to pay for those so we could really focus on, on what we could do. But we wore a lot of hats in the early years. Um, it was a lot of just time and intensity. And when we hit 2012, so pretty, pretty far in, I mean, we weathered the recession um, and actually broke even, made a little bit of money that year, which is um, good, for, good for a young agency. <laughs> um, but in 2012, we started to, to realize we could not handle the growth ourselves. Like it was not going to be a sustainable company. And that was real. our goal was never for it to be the Carrie Casey show. We, we named it a, a name that could live beyond just, you know, Sarnowski and Hatsung. And so... Uh, we, we laid out a model, and again, so this is seven, eight years ago, where we projected our future state um, for seven or 10 years out of what we wanted the agency to look like. So again, we have a, a pretty different model with, without that account management, um, but we, we, we laid out VP roles and director roles. It was really interesting for our team, who was pretty small. We stayed 10 to 12 people for a, a good stint there to see, oh, wow. Okay, so they do have a they have a vision, and I can be a part of it. So I I know I'm going to have career growth here, and we have kept people. Um, we've got two um, two gals with us that are 13, 14 years in. So amazing longevity and re- retention, um, and we're it's actually working. So that was our 2020 goal. We do have uh, one VP in place right now. Uh, within the next year, we'll have um, two to three more. So was it also painting a picture of the future of the firm, not just the org structure? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that was something that wasn't on um, paper before, but between research and creative, so those were really our our key um, disciplines where we staffed. And strategy, which has always been core to the model, was a shared, kind of a shared talent or discipline between those two. Um, So we knew that that was also going to change. You can't continue to handle so much work um, at scale. And so we we built a strategy team um, so people could start to see kind of how things vetted out and, and where the paths were. So was that, was to, in your mind, 2012, like the game changer year? It was, yeah. it was. Yeah, we started using traction, um, had talked to other small business owners and um, and that you know, unlike I think a lot of people starting traction, it's that get get a grip on your business. Like, why aren't you making money? That wasn't our problem. It was like, let's anticipate growth. How are we going to scale this? And and you can't scale it with two people. You've really got to put a structure in place. We're, we're lucky at Core Talent that we work with, I mean, a good 70, almost percent of our clients run on yes, traction awesome. or US. And so we, we also find that there's a there's something different about the cultures. Mm. Hmm. That um, the the culture and the accountability factor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think this is the biggest buzzword of 2019. But being intentional, uh-huh. it, 
If you are running traction, you are being intentional. Right, you, because it's you an know investment. Your goal. It, yes. it is. It's a lot of work, and you you have to make choices along the way. So, were there really hard decisions? I mean, what as a business owner, you know, what what are the things that would keep you up at night? Hmm. You know, we've had a pretty smooth ride. I've got to say. Um, Everyone went through that recession. Everybody felt that one. And coming back, we were actually pretty insulated because, uh, and and I'd like to say that we knew this from the start, um, but to be more humble, um, when when a market, when an economy goes down, marketing is the first to go, right? Right. Um, but research, people invest in, like, what are we going to do? How do we reposition? Who's going to buy what? Um, so that really helped uh, keep us afloat. Um, and so that, that's been a nice path for us. I think the things that, that keep us up at night, it's, it's typically, um, you know, is, is an employee fit correct? Um, everything that we're pouring into culture, you know, are people feeling it? It's kind of the softer things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not the external with clients. It's the internal. Yeah. Because we've been really blessed that, um, we've been able to get the client base that we looked for immediately. Like we're doing the work, our, our kind of core positioning and um, essences around important work for important clients. And we've been able to do that. That's what people love. Um, it feeds, feeds their soul. And, and so from a goal standpoint, we've, we've always had that. We just need to maintain it. So how does a small agency get work with the, you know, the big fortune yeah. 500? Uh, <laughs> So when we when we first started, we, we were in the Star Tribune and it the headline was Lucky Duo um, breaks out and we're like, okay, totally all luck. Yeah. <laughs> we like to say, okay, I think we had a good idea as well. There's some grit and hard work in yeah, there too. You know, and and I think it, it does kind of come down to what, what people say. We are super relational. We are so good about we want it to be fun to work with us. We want to make people's jobs easier, find a need, fill it for them. Um, it it just it makes it easy f- to hire us. It, people want to come back. Um, so if they're willing to take a chance, and I I do think there is a really um, openness to hiring diverse and small business and especially women owned business. Um, obviously, corporations are really backing that now. Um, but I think it's, it's, do you want to work? Who do you want to work with? Mm-hmm. You know, you're spending a lot of time certainly in relationship. How have you personally found mentors or continued to, you know, stay relevant and advance your skills? Having a business partner has been such a gift. Uh, Carrie, so Carrie and I, could not be more different from kind of our um, everything from politics to um, family setup. Like we're so different, but we are in lockstep in how we make decisions. And so um, we have this little running joke that um, only there can only be one person up in the tree. <laughs> so if we're both up in the tree, we're we're both kind of going crazy or um, you know kind of just overwhelmed. That's not good, but but typically one of us is grounded. So I would say that that's been a real gift that that I, I know a lot of people don't have. Um, but 
and we're surrounded by women. A lot of our leaders and our staff are women. And so a few years back, I looked out to see, like, what, what don't I know? You know, and what perspectives don't I have? And I felt like um, I, I don't interact with a lot of men in business. A lot of our women are clients. And so I joined the CEO roundtable. I was the first woman in a 10-person group. Um, and now we have now we have three of us women in it, but it's great. It's um, so having that's a monthly meeting, half a day. Uh, we're talking about personal issues, family issues, and business issues, and it's really it's been eye opening because some you know people have gone through it or something similar. They can see what I can't see, um, and, and it's also good accountability. Mm-hmm. So you really recommend that that CEO oh, peer group get into a peer group? Yes. Yeah, and how is how is yours divided? Is if I is there a rhyme or reason of of how they determine who gets to go where? Not really. I think some groups are more interested. Like if you're in manufacturing, I think they want a little bit of, more of that. Ours tends to be a little bit more service oriented. Um, but we have groups of all sizes. We've got a two hundred million dollar company, a five million dollar company, everywhere kind of in between, and and we get value both ways. Somebody's starting out smaller, they're going mm-hmm. through things and it's a, it's a fresh eye um, versus someone who's tried and true and you think they've done it, but you know, oh wait, they actually haven't maybe spent time on this or that. So what about, um, talk to us about the least glamorous part of running a company. <laughs> there are many, <laughs> I was, you know, I, Gosh, I mean, just the other day I was changing toner and I was like, oh, I'm still changing toner. That's okay. <laughs> I changed toner at my house. You know, I think that, I don't know if I would say it's at least glamorous, maybe a painful part of being a leader. And I think this is true for any leader in any organization is getting painful feedback. And we've really, Carrie and I are, we really have opened ourselves up. That's the culture that we have created is we want to make it comfortable for people to give us feedback and we ask for it. And so pe- and people will give you feedback. And I would say nine and a half times out of 10, it's, it's really helpful. Um, so that, that's where you grow and that's where leadership skills are honed. Um, not glamorous. I think that's a true leader though. I mean, that <laughs> opened themselves up to feedback yeah, yeah. from anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. How about... What, what do you find was you know, kind of twofold? What was the most practical piece of advice that you've ever received or maybe one that you also freely share to others? Yeah. Um, so one thing I will say, so Carrie is really good. I'm more of a divergent thinker. She is really good at um, stopping and saying, what's our goal? What's our goal here? And um, so I think that's really good advice that she's good at in the moment and, and I've taken. And we, we used that mentality when we started. So again, why start an agency? Let's be really planful and have the end in mind for uh, what do clients want to get out of this? What do we want to get out of, per, of it personally? Like what's our goal? Let's always have that in mind. And that's been helpful with our strategic planning and our goal setting and um, and tracking all of that. And it also works in the day-to-day. So 
if a request comes across our desk for a certain piece of training or can we buy this or, hey, I've got an idea. It's really easy to run with that. Um, shiny objects. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I really like shiny objects. <laughs> so stopping and saying, okay, what's our goal here? Um, so I would say use that every day. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop and think. What's our goal here? <laughs> and, and how about even just your future and the future of Fusion Hell? What do you see? Well, it, it does feel a little uncanny. And I think when you start, when you set out like a seven-year plan or a 10-year plan, you can feel like, what in the world? Like, how will this really happen? Um, it is happening. So it's coming up on 2020. And that seven-year plan that we laid out is um, really starting to come to fruition. So um, if, if you're familiar with traction and EOS... Um, Carrie and I have played both visionary and, and integrator. And of course, we've been in multiple seats, marketing director, VP creative, VP research. Um, so the goal has always been replace ourselves. Again, smarter, better people, passionate. Um, and really to be in that, that seat of visionary long-term. So, so you're the visionary? Yeah. For the integrator. Again, I like shiny objects, <laughs> new <laughs> ideas. Yeah. And I, I think we've had an, an interesting run where we've been good at both. Um, but, but what really brings us joy is the visionary piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say same quality of work, same caliber of clients, um, continued focus on culture. And remind me, how many employees are you at now? We're 48. 48. Yeah. Yep. Just right on that crux of not not a small business anymore. <laughs> any other any other pieces that you'd like to give our listeners based off of just your your track record, your experience? So one of the things that we've done that Carrie and I have done, and it's not necessarily traction. R- oriented, but it's something that we've always done. We do do monthly, we go away, we go offsite um, and really just look at kind of what's, how are we feeling? How are we feeling against the plan? Um, what's going on in the business right now? Um, that's, that's been really good for us to always stay connected. We also do it twice a year out of the country or out of the state, at least. Well, this is interesting. Yeah, and, and it is the best use of our time where, you know, we're, we're in a different environment. We're thinking big picture. It's a little counterintuitive to traction where they want you to do quarterly. Um, but we are thinking really big picture. What do we want to happen this year? How is the three, five, seven year looking? For us, again, it keeps us on the same page. It refreshes us, um, and we we come back just like ready to go. So is it so, just you and just the Carrie? two of us. Yeah. Any family come along? Uh, we've got it perfectly figured out now. Where uh, family comes first, they leave. Carrie comes. Nice. Yeah, she's willing to come meet me. <laughs> I was yeah. Take time away from your business to work on your business. Oh, isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, you got to get some headspace. You do. Too. All right, well, we're moving into the lightning round. All right, Casey, are you ready? I am. Okay. What is a book you've read in the last five years that you recommend most to others? <laughs> uh, Radical Candor 
by Kim Scott. It's changing our culture. Love that. Yeah. How how many years ago did you read that one? Just just this summer, and we rolled it out in training for our whole staff uh, this fall. What is your favorite app and why? Um, HubSpot, that's not available to everybody, but I love it for sales. But I would say Current, um, it helps me manage my kids' chores. I can pay them. It's got a debit card attached to it. So if you've got teens or tweens, this is like your solve. What is it called? Current. Current. Okay, my my kids aren't that old yet, so we're not quite to that stage. What's a fun fact people would never guess about you? (laughs) I love to use a miter saw. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly. My, I'm happiest if I'm like installing a floor or cutting trim and measuring. I love it's it. It's your creative side. It's, yeah. What time do you wake up in the morning? Ah, oh, 6.45. Again, against my yeah. will. I'd be at 8, no. 8.30 if I could. <laughs> so if someone wants to know more about you, more about Fusion Hill, how should they get in touch? yeah. Um, our site, FusionHill.com, has a good connection, um, it's info at Fusion Hill. But if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm always happy to. And it's just first initial, last name, khatsung at FusionHill.com. Well, we cannot thank you enough for your um, vulnerability, authenticity, just to share. Um, you know, it, it's not everyone is cut out to do what you do. <laughs> and I think it's amazing what you've created for those 48 awesome. people working yeah. at, what you and Carrie have created for those 48 people working at Fusion Hill. Until next time, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on Core Talent Connects. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app and share this episode with a friend or colleague. Hi, I'm Laura King from Core Talent. I'd like to invite you to visit coretalent.com to learn more about how Core Talent accelerates business growth through people. That's C-O-R-T-A-L-E-N-T.com. And if you're interested in having me speak on a panel or at your next event about the evolution of recruiting, modern workplace culture, retention, or employee engagement, please drop me a note at lking at coretalent.com or ping me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.